Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited to be here recording this episode for you. For whatever reason, this has been the hardest part to refit into my life since being home with my family for the coronavirus. I can't even quite explain why, except... Well, I guess a lot of things have been going on, as they probably have been for you, and just figuring out how to balance all the things, and I usually need quiet to do this. So I recently figured out I could do Facebook Lives from the car, so maybe now I will be podcasting from the car. We'll see how that goes, because I have a lot of things that I want to share with you. And I alluded a couple weeks back that I was going to be doing a daily podcast, and I totally have not succeeded at that. And so what I'm thinking of doing, because I have all these amazing interviews that are just these short 10-minute strategies for right now that I want to get you. So what I'm thinking of doing is we're just going to post them as we have them. And that might mean that some days there's a couple, and that's just how we're going to be in the rhythm at this time, because everyone on my team is in their homes or apartments and everyone has kids and we're all women. And so we're just going to do the best we can. And I hope you guys understand, but you could listen to one thing a day um, as it comes out. So these little snippets that I can't wait to get you were 10 minute little interviews that were part of an hour long interview that I've done with probably 40 people since we've been stuck home with coronavirus. And maybe that's why I haven't had so much time for podcasts, <laughs> um, but I am so excited because I'm creating this event, which actually was an idea I had back in October and I've been working on since December and it's always been supposed to be coming out in May. And now that we're in this situation, I feel like it feels even more relevant. So I'm so excited. And let me explain. So on today's podcast, we are going to talk through the process that I had to tweak a little bit from my normal flow planning process for what we've been doing um, in my world to plan our weeks. So this started off the first week I was home. This is the process I use to plan my week. And it worked really well. So then the next week, I taught the women who are in my year-long program, Flow 365. And then the next week, and for the past two weekends, I've been teaching this for free on Sunday nights. And I just wanted to record you a clean version so that you could use this to plan your weeks. And if you're listening to this and it's not Sunday or it's not even the weekend and yet you're spinning and you're feeling overwhelmed, just plan for the next couple of days. You, this doesn't need to be a weak process, but this is you choosing the amount that you can handle to think about right now. Um, and it's really helpful. And I think it is helpful to think of a little bit more at this point than day by day, only because we do we can kind of guess what it's going to be like for the next couple of days, unless, of course, somebody gets sick. So 
We're going to go into that, the week-long process, but I'm going to back out a little bit because I just want you to understand how this process eventually fits into a bigger picture. So normally how we teach is I do a lot of work around visualizing what you want out of life. I know that sounds really big, but there's been episodes on that on the podcast. I usually call it your 10-year plan. And that's always where the flow planning process really begins. And then as we divide our year into seasons, which I like to think in 90-day chunks, then we decide what part of that bigger picture plan we're going to move toward in the next 90 days. And what FLOW stands for is food and wellness, lifestyle, home, and work. And so we flow forward those categories um, over the course of a season. Now, it's really hard to look out a season right now, a 90-day season, because we're not really sure what life is going to be like in 90 days. So that's not that's why we're, I'm recording this episode about a week right now. Um, but I'm hoping that at some point in May, that's going to shift and we're going to get really excited about how in a season we can really make our 2020 feel strong if it's not feeling so strong after having been home for the course of probably by that point, two months, right? So that's the plan. And that's what the event is about. The event is about 90 day plans. And it's going to blow your mind away because the people that I've been interviewing are amazing. I'm super excited for you to hear from them. And you will hear from them about this particular time, about their best strategies while being home for the coronavirus. Um, You will hear about from them coming up in those batched episodes, which will hopefully be in your iTunes very soon or wherever you listen to podcasts. So that's my plan. Um, I actually, my husband and two of my, my two girls went hiking today. So I actually have that window of quiet where I can, I think I can get organized and pull this piece off. I'm so excited. Um, and then, so what's been happening, I feel like in this coronavirus thing is that we started off at the beginning where we literally... I don't know about you, but I could just take one day at a time. And at the very beginning of all this, I actually, my son was actually sick and we actually thought he had the coronavirus. We still kind of do, but we never could get him tested at the very beginning. So we went through all that at the very beginning and it really did feel like it was one day at a time. And then at some point about 10 days in, it shifted for me. And I was like, I just need something more to think about because in the one day at a time model, I wasn't getting a lot done. I was tired. Um, I wasn't taking very good care of myself and I wasn't getting a lot of work done that I wanted to get done. So I needed like a bigger picture out. So I just tweaked a little bit our week planning process, um, our flow planning process, how we look at a week. I tweaked it a little so that it could be my starting point. And I started looking out for a week. And that first week was so good. And I realized after that week that I was happy and relaxed and at ease. And I was looking around Facebook and talking to friends and even clients and nobody was really feeling that way yet. And I realized that part of it for me was really in this process because finally I was taking good care of myself. I was sleeping better. I was creating boundaries where I needed to, and it made a big difference. So then I went on and taught it to 
uh, the people who are in Flow 365, my year-long program, and they started really doing a lot better that next week. And so then we started teaching it on Sunday nights. You might have been to one of those, um, but I think we've done three Sundays now. So you can go check that out if you go to plansimple.com. At the top, there's a bar and you just click on that bar and you'll get to this whole page of all our coronavirus resources. And I think like the second main area shows the upcoming Sunday planning event and you're welcome to attend. I would love you to attend. The more, the merrier. And what I'm going to do on this podcast today though, is I'm going to talk you through that process. It's just, we can't be in conversation. So if you ever want to be in conversation, people are coming to those planning um, events every week, even um, if they know the process already, because it's fun to do it live and make that space live and also be able to get questions answered as you're going through the process. So you can go check that out. And in my program, Flow 365, about a week ago, I led them through a retreat to look out a month. And I it's so interesting how we were like day by day, and then we could look out a week, and that's what I'm talking through today. And then now we really could visualize a month because for most of us, we're not quite ready for that 90-day plan yet because we don't really know what summer holds. And for some of us, like me, school still says they're going back in May. I don't I'm not holding my breath for that, but you know it hasn't officially been canceled yet. Um, we don't know what will happen with work and stuff at the end of this May thing. So there's a lot up in the air. But because we're you know pretty much 30 days away from the May 6th date here where I live, which you know is the date that everything is officially like closed, closed until we can look out 30 days and really master that, really feel comfortable with how we can stretch and grow in that 30-day period um, and come out the other side even better people. And that process was really, really beloved in our group a week ago. So what I decided to do was open up what I'm now calling Flow 30, where I will take another group of people through the process of really looking out a month and figuring out like what that looks like, what that looks like working from home, what that looks like um, homeschooling kids, what that looks like in terms of food, what that looks like in terms of self-care and your mindset, your relationships, all the things. We're going to just spend a month we're going to not spend a month making a plan. We're going to make the plan on the first day. And then we're going to spend a month really living into that plan. And that looks like a lot of mini meetups, a lot of coaching, um, and a lot of accountability just to help you get through that time um, with a plan that you can stick to and the support you need to actually stick to it. So that is what is happening. And that, I guess, is why the second reason why these podcasts have not gone up. So if you are interested in that, go check out plansimple.com slash flow30. I originally was actually closing enrollment as this is sort of going live, thinking that maybe because we're all stuck home, Easter and Passover would be a little bit more like a, a blip than they, I think, are going to be. So instead, I'm going to start it after that. So we're going to officially start um, next week and... I would love to have you if 
you, if that sounds great to you and you could really use some support right now. So I think the cart will be open um, until the 14th. And then we're going to roll up our sleeves and that retreat that is planning for the next month will be on the 17th. And I just am so excited. I'm so excited to do it again because it was so good the first time. So that is what's happening. Go check it out. Plansimple.com slash flow 30. And by the way, it is like thousands of dollars in coaching time. And it's so reasonable. It's just 197. So I highly recommend this if you are wanting support right now, or you know, another mother who's trying to balance all these things within this, we also have, um, you know, we talk a lot about food because that's my background and really simplifying food. And so there's a lot of women in there trying to really get organized around meal planning. And we mostly are entrepreneurs, although I feel like now everyone's an entrepreneur because we're all working from home. But if you're having sort of some issues around figuring out how to pivot your business, this is a good container for that. It's a good container for anything. If you're, you're working with a coach right now and you can't, you're having a really hard time getting things done and you just wish you could have your money back, if you instead add on to that and get this, it'll be like your insurance that you'll do the things. Like, it's so good. I, I can't even speak highly about it enough. And I don't even like to do that because it's my own, but just watching how these women are thriving right now is unbelievable. It's so good. So go check that out if that speaks to you, if you want to plan for a month. And now let's talk about the week, which I think we can all handle right now. Okay. So if you are, you're probably not driving because I haven't driven in a month. <laughs> so if you are driving, then this is not the right moment for you to listen to the rest. If you are walking, you might want to listen to the rest later, although you could take it in and then come back and listen. But what you want is you want to be sitting down and you want to have a piece of paper and a pen, just a big old blank piece of paper and a pen. Now that said, I do, I will share how some of these relate to planning sheets that I've created and you can go grab for free. And those are on that Corona page where you can sign up um, for weekly planning, um, and you can see all the info about Flow 30 and all those things. Um, so, and you get to that. The easiest way for me to tell you to get to that is to go to plansimple.com, and there's a bar at the top of the page. Click on that link, and that will take you into this whole Corona page. And on there, there are these planning sheets. So, if you want actual planning sheets, you could go download those. But really, this process can be done with a blank piece of paper, and I will explain one of the planning sheets at the end that you can really utilize to master your time um, that you can go grab from that packet after, okay? So you have. I'm going to assume that everyone's just using a blank piece of paper because I think that's the easiest. So at the top of your black blank piece of paper, actually, you know what? Before I explain to you what I want you to do, I want you to make sure that as you're doing this, you're in a very centered headspace. So if you're annoyed right now because there's kids crawling all over you and you wish that they weren't, or you feel like you just need to move your body, or you're just kind of like bummed, <laughs> do something right now that gets you feeling like really, really centered. Um, so that could be taking three really deep breaths. It could be doing three box breaths. You know what that is? I'm going to tell you right now because this is a great tool for right now. So you basically 
breathe in for the count of four. You hold that for the count of four. You breathe out for the count of four. And you hold your exhale for the count of four before you inhale again for the count of four. So you can see how you could draw a box with that. And that is very calming. I think, you know, sort of meditators have used that for many years. Navy SEALs use it. So it has many, there's many different populations who use that as a tool to relax. Um, And if you're needing to move, then I don't know, get up and wiggle or go walk around the block before you do this. All right. Okay. So now that you're back and you're in a centered place, I want you to take out that piece of paper and that pen. And at the top of the page, I want you to write down the question, how do I want to feel this week? How do I want to feel this week? So one of the things about life, and this is a question that we ask a lot in Flow 365, we'll ask a lot in Flow 30, and I ask it a lot in my days and of my clients, how do you want to feel? And so I really, really want you to take that in now, though, at this time when there's so much media and so much information coming in that's almost telling us how to feel. And I really need you, before you make your plan, to take a deep breath and decide how you want to feel this week. And here's the thing. It might feel different this week to next week. You might have chosen a word for your year if this is a practice you do. Um, And that might not be what you want to feel this week in this time. And you may have have a flow planner and you may have chosen a word for this 90-day season and it doesn't hold anymore. So I want you to be really clear about what it is this week in this situation A lot of the words I've been hearing lately are things like connected, grounded, at ease. What are some of the other ones I've heard? Joy. I've heard organized a lot. So think about how it is that you need to feel. I've heard productive. These are some of the ones from the Sunday night calls. All right. So now that you've written that down, and if you haven't If that hasn't come to you yet, then you can just press pause and don't overthink it. That's another rule of thumb. Don't overthink it because usually the first thing that pops into your head is what you needed. So the next thing I want you to ask yourself, and you can write down this question if you want to remember what it is that you're writing down, is what are three things that you can do this week that will make you feel this way? So this is going to look very different depending on what word you pick, right? So if you pick the word productive, then three things that will make you feel that way this week might be look like cleaning out a cupboard, finishing your website, and, you know, finishing a book or something. Like whatever the things are in your life that are that you're really wanting to get done. It might look like all work things. If you're wanting to get connected, then your three things might look more like a phone call with your mom or game night with the kids or a Zoom call with your old best friend or with your um, book club. So it's going to be different depending on how you want to feel. If you are sick of all the you know, overwhelm and spinning and just feeling like you're stuck in this house full of people... Um, and you're on the verge of burnout, you know, and maybe you're choosing a word more like 
ease or calm or peace, then your three things are going to be more around self-care. Maybe you need to have a five-minute meditation practice or go on a 10-minute walk every day or take a bath or close the door and lock it when you're in the shower, whatever, you know? So really think about the three things that are going to serve your word that you chose. All right, and I'm going to just keep going. I'm not pausing here because you can pause the podcast, okay? So if you're still thinking about your three things, then just press pause now and then press play again whenever you're done. So then becomes the real bulk of this process. And so far, all three of these things are things I would always recommend doing every week. And on this part, what we're doing is we just want to dump our brain of all the things that we're wanting to and think we need to do this week. So very often this spinning notion, this overwhelm, the stress comes from the fact that you have everything in your head and your head just can't make sense of it. Your head has no idea how you're going to do all these things. Your head is going to think that half of them that doesn't even want to do or are stupid or are disorganized or whatever. So you need to get them all out of your head and onto paper. And this is everything. This is all the work tasks you're hoping to accomplish this week. This is um, you know, anything that you can recollect right now, you don't have to go shovel, like you don't have to actually go through um, all pieces of paper and calendars and stuff. I really want this to be coming from you versus the outside world. So, you know, maybe you know that you need to help your kid with homeschool. Maybe you remember that there's some calls, some Zoom calls with their class that you need to help set up. Um, maybe, you, you know, have to sit down and read, you don't have to, but you want to sit down and read with each kid during the week. Uh, maybe you have um, a certain day you want to just focus on cooking or, or something with the kids. I want you to write down your movement plan and how are you going to move this week? All the things, all the things that you're thinking about that are in your head that you want to do. You don't have to write down what food you're eating, but let's say you need to go grocery shopping, write down grocery shopping. If you are eating dinner each night with your family, write down dinner each night with my family. All the things that need to happen this week, okay? And you're definitely going to have to press pause to do this one. And when you think you're almost done, what I want you to say is this really all. Is this really everything? What else is there? What am I missing? And very often in that question, we can start to even add some things that really benefit our, ourselves, or we remember something that we didn't really want to do, but we gotta. So just ask yourself that question a couple times and then be done. And my guess is that this should take you, I don't know, about 10 minutes, maybe five, if you've really got it all right there in your head. So press pause and go do that, but promise me you'll come back because the next part is really important. And if you stop with that list, you're going to keep having overwhelm. So you got to come back and listen to the rest of the episode, okay? All right. So what I normally teach, so all those three steps were normal. Those are things that you know, whether we're staying home for the coronavirus or we're in a normal school routine, I would teach those steps. But what happens in a normal school routine 
is that back at when we were thinking through our 90 days and what our goals were, we would have really looked at the season ahead and we really would have looked at the rhythm of it. So we would have looked out over 90 days and we would have been like, okay, like weekends sort of have this rhythm and weekdays sort of have this rhythm. And what I mean by that is like, I know that my kids are for the most part in school from eight to three on weekdays. And I know when I look at the calendar that Tuesdays when they're in school are super busy because after school, two people have after school things, two of them I have to drive to them, you know, and so those days are tight and we get home really right in time for dinner. Then there's other days like Thursday where one of my kids gets out early and nobody has anything after school and there's more time. And so I can see the rhythm of the season when I look out over the course of 90 days pretty easily and consistently in normal times. And so we go through an exercise of that when we're in Flow 365 and we're trying to figure out like what our time looks like. Okay. Now it's a little bit different because there's a lot less given and things seem to be changing at rapid rates. So The reason that it's really important to be able to see these blocks of time is because it's important to start to realize that really our mind, in order not to be overwhelmed, needs to focus on sort of one area at a time to really take it in. And the areas that I like to understand are work time, um, alone time, or self-care time, you could call it anything, either one meal time and kid time. And so, you know, work time is obviously when I'm working. Alone time is often when I'm doing things like exercise and just taking care of myself and meditating and anything that I need to do by myself. Um, Meal time is obviously when we're eating and I build into that also when I'm making food. And then when I say kid time, it's because I personally really like to have very focused time that even if for some reason I need to do some work during that time, it's, it's work that I know could be interrupted. Like I would never write during kid time. Um, but for the most part, I'm all in with the kids. And so if they have questions, I can help them with homework. Um, you know, I'm driving them a lot of the time when, when life is normal, those kinds of things. So those are the different areas. And the, the fifth area, which is a little bit new maybe to you is called open time. And open time is when I don't schedule anything. And I alluded to the fact that like Thursday afternoons, everyone's home. A lot of times Thursday afternoon is one of my weekly open times. Um, We also keep open time on a weekend, meaning nobody in our family says yes to um, a lot of things during that time on the weekend so that it can just be whatever it needs to be. Now, this has changed a little bit as my kids have gotten older and there's like more sports stuff. But when they were little, like literally nothing got planned on Saturdays. It didn't mean we didn't do things on Saturdays. It just means we really like got to Friday or even sometimes got to Saturday and then just really decided based on how we felt, right? So some Saturdays needed a nap and other Saturdays needed a picnic and other Saturdays needed a museum, but I tried not to over schedule and over plan so that we could really listen to our bodies. 
And open time is really important right now. Like, I think it's the best gift of right now if we let ourselves have it. Every time I hear, you know, a a young married couple who doesn't have kids yet, or, you know, I see something on social media or my husband pulls something up or shares something from someone at his work um, of someone who doesn't have kids. And it's like, there's just so much time. It's so boring. There's so much, like so much space. I think, yeah, (laughs) don't we wish (laughs) because many of us, all of you listeners are balancing, you know, parenting and homeschooling and, and I'm separating those out very much because I think parenting the emotions of right now is a whole thing. Homeschooling is a whole thing. Getting work done from home is a whole thing. I mean, managing the house with everyone home is a whole thing. There's a lot of whole things going right now, like a lot of full-time jobs happening all at once. So I don't, I don't think that there necessarily is a lot of intrinsic open time unless you make it. And so a lot of times when people say they just don't like to plan, I point them right to my strategy about open time because I actually really like to fly by the seat of my pants. Like I really like to just be more in the flow and just decide what I want. But what I found when I had kids is that that felt like I couldn't do it anymore. And a lot of times I wouldn't get to the things I really wanted to because there was so much input coming in. So I really needed to hold the space to be able to go like to be in the flow and to really not have to be a planned person. Does that make sense? And so open time is really important. So here are the five times of time again. There's work time, alone time, open time, meal time, and kid time. And so normally what happens is that we've done that way before the week. Um, because we, we we stick to those blocks for sort of a season, multiple weeks in a row, because then we can really stick to it. But right now, we need to create this time because there's literally no like given structure in many of our lives. So we have to choose when we're doing the school piece. We have to choose when we're doing our work piece. We have to really choose when we have that just leave space open time and when we have that alone time, which is hard to get, so you really have to make a plan for that. And then food is kind of a bigger deal right now. So we really have to put blocks of time and understand when those different components are happening in a week. And this is going to change from week to week because that's how we're living right now. So the way that I do this is I go into my Google Calendar and I use like a color, a block, like just a separate color that's called time blocks. And I go in and I make blocks of times with these labels on it um, in my Google Calendar. And if I usually teach, if someone's really new to this and you're good at Google Calendar, I sometimes recommend making multiple colors, especially a different color for open time and self-care time. So you can see where that's happening on your calendar and let that really feel good and open to you. And I'm hoping this makes sense when I'm saying it because on Sundays I get to show you. So if it isn't making sense, definitely make sure to show up next Sunday. But we basically want to make, we just want to like circle that from, you know, six to nine in the morning, this is when I get some time from 
9 to 11 is when I'm 100% focused on homeschool and kids. From 11 to 3 is mama work time because by that time, the kids are all sort of settled. They know what they're doing and we're going to get to what to do with interruptions and like how to really make that work in a minute. But but I need that those hours to work. And then I probably need to claim some work hours in the evening as well um, if it, that's going to work that way. And I, I need to claim my food hours. And so I literally just like go in and make these 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 stars of these blocks of time so that I know exactly what's happening when. Does this make sense? Okay. So that is your next step. I want you to go in and block your time for the next couple of days of what will happen when, what kind of time. And the reason this is really important for you to do for yourself is because, and why it's such an opportunity actually to do it right now, is that one of the reasons right now is feeling really impossible is because we're having to let go of a lot of old models, especially for everyone who had kids in school. They're having to let go of the fact that school takes from eight to three. For people who are working home um, and usually are at an office, you might have to be letting go of the same thing, like that work is from nine to five. If you're an entrepreneur and you already know better, then you might though have a husband home or a spouse home who doesn't know better. And so the deal is, is that we actually added up all the time that we think it takes to do all the things. It would be like 29 hours in a day, which we don't have. And we really need eight hours of sleep right now. Like really, like that's the most important thing we can do for ourselves right now, because that's what's going to keep our bodies well. So we need to sort of rethink time. And I'm going to show you how to do that next. So if you get tripped up at all in the time blocking, you can just skip to the next step and we'll figure out how to like how time blocking could help make it more efficient. Because the thing I find about time blocking is it's an efficiency thing. It really helps make my time a little bit, you know, it it just helps make me more efficient because while I'm working, my husband could have a kid block, right? For a little bit. Um, So you just start to know like when you're all doing what. So now what we're going to go do is fill in the time blocks. And if the whole time block thing totally overwhelms you without the visuals, just skip to this step because this is how we would normally do it um, if we weren't in the coronavirus time. So what you're going to do is you're going to take everything from your list above, everything from the list on that piece of paper that you think you need to do this week, and you're going to put it into time. Because here's the deal. Who, raise your hand, if you have ever had the idea that your to-do list is never ending, or every time you take something off, something else goes on. Well, that's kind of the nature of lists, and they're always going to be like that. But that's not bad, because as long as you're making a weekly list, and that doesn't mean you can't have a list of things you want to remember next week, just so that you know that they're out of your head, you could have that. But if you get in the habit of writing this list of all the things and then actually putting them into time, you'll start to learn what can get done. You'll start to see how much can get done. You'll also see there's probably certain areas of your life, usually this is a work area, where you're doing too much. But as you practice this, and especially if you hang around here, you'll start to see 
how much you can actually get done and how cool it is when that whole list of things actually fits into your calendar. And usually there's even space. So that is really where all this comes together and makes you be able to feel the way that you said you wanted to feel this week. So what you're going to do is you're going to go put all the things from your list into your calendar. Now, I personally, this is going to be surprising to you because everything we've done so far, except the time blocking thing, but everything we've done so far, like the, the first three questions really, 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 really need to be your hand writing on paper because that's how you will detach yourself from what you think you need to do into really like listening to what your heart wants to do. Um, so the paper part is really important, but when we're putting it into time, like when we're making lists, I think the paper part is really important when we're putting it into time, I think digital is fine. So I put everything into my calendar for the week, um, that's on that list. And what I do is as something goes in my calendar, I cross it off the list so I can see what I've done. And by the end of this practice, everything on your page should be in your calendar. And if you think something doesn't fit, then what I do is I just go make a little event next Monday and put it there. And then before I make my list next Monday, I read that. And if it's still relevant, that goes back on my list so that I can plan it for that week. Does that make sense? So I put everything into time and cross it off as I go. But there is an order to this that I want you to hear. And this is so important right now. So the first thing that I put into time are the three things. What are the three things that will make me feel the way that I want to feel? I go put those in my calendar first. I find the time for them. Very often for me, those things have to do with self-care. And I find that I need to, I do them in the morning. And so I will just like literally put a time on my calendar and it will just say three things. (laughs) And it's, you, you know, many times it ends up being meditation and a walk, um, And drinking a glass of water. Those are like the three things that I know will make me feel really healthy and strong. Now, this week, my goal was a bit more about work and this. So I made sure that right in the morning, I'm recording content for you so that I like the loudness and all the hustle of all the kids doesn't get involved because I was finding that I kept thinking, oh, I'll just do it after everyone goes to sleep and everyone's going to sleep late and it wasn't happening. So I find the mornings are a really good time for these three things. If they're three things you might ignore, but you know are super important to make you feel the way you want to feel. Okay. So the second thing I want you to put in your calendar, and this is going to be so not intuitive to some of you. Okay. Cause you're going to want to put all the work things and all the homeschool things, all the thousands of homeschool possibilities that you could be doing over the course of the next week. But that is not the next thing you're putting in. The next thing I want you to put in is I just want you to choose, you could even start with one this week, maybe two, just open times, like two hour chunks that aren't planned. And if one of them is Saturday, you need to do one in the weekday, like one, like at least one in the weekday and one can be on the weekend. That's fine. But where are some open chunks, some chunks where there's just blank space? You can't even decide that you want to clean the house right now. Maybe you'll feel inspired to clean out a cupboard when it actually happens, but this is just open space. You might paint, you might have family game time, you might take naps, you might light a fire and read a book, you might go on a walk. It doesn't matter. You can't think about it. You can't plan for it. It just has to be open time. And if you're somebody who doesn't like a plan, put more of these. 
Like make sure that you have more of these in your calendar because then as all this stuff comes in from the outside, which isn't thinking about our lives right now. I mean, everyone's so well-meaning and trying to be so helpful right now, but all these Zoom meetings (laughs) are crazy and protect yourself from them. If a Zoom meeting comes in your open time and looking at your computer sounds like the most depleting thing ever, you're not going on the Zoom call. You shouldn't go on the Zoom call. You need to hold that boundary for yourself. Okay, so the three things, the open time. The next thing I put on my calendar is meals and work. I'm sorry, not meals and work, meals and sleep. Oh my gosh, you can see what I'm thinking about. The next thing I put on is meals and sleep. So I'll put bedtime. Usually wake up time is is inferred by my morning routine. But I'll put bedtime just so that I can remember like, I don't really want to stay up to midnight watching Netflix, even though it sounds really fun and technically nobody has to go into to school or this isn't with my kids, this is with my husband, but even though, you know, we don't have to wake up and do the whole preschool thing um, or we don't have to wake up, my husband doesn't have to go to work. Like just remember that staying up till 12 is a special treat maybe once or twice, but please don't do that every night. This is what I'm telling myself because I know that sleep is really important in keeping my immune system strong right now, which is the most important thing I can do. So the three things, the open time, the meals, those go in my calendar, meals and bedtime. And then I put in the rest and the rest usually looks like fitness, work and homeschool things. And homeschool things can sometimes overlap my work, as I alluded to. So that's like a little bit confusing in the calendar right now. But I, I definitely, um, you know, have those times that are just kid time in those time blocks. So in those time blocks, I'm doing homeschool things that really need me. Like we have to give spelling tests to my youngest daughter once a week or Uh, Maybe my son was frustrated on some project, so I just wanted to sit down and like check in with him and see how it's going. Or somebody needs me to write an email to the school, um, or I'm reading a story with my daughter. So like those are the types of things that I'm needed for. And then at the end of that time, I make sure everybody's set up to do their things, and that can totally overlap with my work. And that's where this time becomes it comes really important that I've made this plan for myself because when I know it's my work time, I'm very clear about that and I draw boundaries um, or I'm learning to draw boundaries because I don't usually homeschool my kids, but I have enough friends who have and I did it for that year that we were on a book tour. And so I I, know, know that that's my work time. And if I don't plan and I don't know it's my work time, I'm not as good at this. I will tell you that. But when I know that like this two hour block, I want to send out an email, I want to record a podcast and I need to post something somewhere, whatever it is, um, then I sit down and I just say like, this is my work time and anyone can come sit around me, but they can't ask me questions every five seconds. They know that. Um, And it really has been working because I'm really grounded in the fact that this is my work time and how I'm working right now is even if I sit down and say, I'm going to work for 90 minutes and I have tasks that will take me that, I'm using the Pomodoro method and doing 25 minutes, like I'm timing 25 minutes of like 
literally nobody can ask me a question and then and they can see the timer and then after that 25 minutes I have 10 minutes to sort of recuperate before the next one or five minutes depending on like what plan I'm on and I'll stretch and I'll run and I'll answer questions at that time I'll run I'll like you know move my body in place I'll stretch I'll answer any other questions and then I sit back down to the next 25 minutes and the cool thing about all these different things is they're totally contagious when you make a plan, your kids make a plan. When you, you know, focus for 25 minutes, your kids focus for 25 minutes. So that is really the gem in this process is that as you do all these things, you're modeling it. Um, and we don't learn this. Like we're learning it right now in this tragic situation. Um, and we can teach our kids and then they'll have this tool forever. Okay. So that is really the process. So you've got to get it into time. It's really important you get it out of that list and into time. That is where the magic and the lists, that's where they meet each other. You've got to get it into time. Um, and then you need to decide each day that this is what you're meant to do. And this is really important always in the flow planning process. But I find for everybody, even if you never buy into the flow planning process, I really believe that for everybody, it's really important right now. So I have this week now, right? Like I can see ahead a week. I can see when I'm doing what. I can understand that it's all going to get done. It's all going to be fine. And the night before, what I do is I print out my today sheet. And this is one of those sheets in the planning packet. And so you can go download the planning packet. And if I were you, I would just print out seven of those today sheets. You can print out whatever you want. You can print out all the sheets. There's also a week planning sheet in there that you could do the time blocking on. But the today sheet is the one that I really want you to use. And you just fill it out. It's like a workbook at that point because you've already planned your week. And so you're just literally answering the questions. So on the left-hand two columns, it asks you questions about like what you're grateful for today and like what are the three major things you're accomplishing today and you'll you'll just get in the habit of answering these questions and they're all what are the obstacles what are the opportunities and it will just really get you in the habit of getting centered and excited and in control of your own time which is something that I think a lot of us are feeling out of control around right now and then you're going to open your digital calendar and you're actually going to write down what you're actually doing during the day and as you're doing that because you're doing this the morning before or the night before, you're just going to like decide like, well, yesterday went awful because I guess I didn't give enough time to the kids. Maybe I need to edge like a half hour extra, or maybe I need to give them a, you know, maybe I need to divide the time differently. Like they need an hour in the morning and an hour in the afternoon, and I'll move my work block back a little bit. So, but you need to decide and then stick to it and play out the experiment and see what it's like. But as you're filling out the sheet with your hands, you're agreeing to what you said you wanted to do. And you're making that agreement with yourself again. And all planning is, is deciding in advance, because very often in advance, we can think cleaner, we can think clearer, we can think with our hearts instead of with all the negative voices in our brains. Does that make sense? I could talk about this for hours, but I'm not going to keep you on this podcast for hours. That is the process. I hope that you follow it for a week. I hope it serves you. If you want to follow it live, definitely jump on our next Sunday call. I guess it's not happening this Sunday, and I haven't really thought about what how Easter plays out and all that. 
maybe we'll have to shift a time or maybe we'll just be back on in two weeks. We know we're going to be home for a while. So um, come to one of those planning sessions if you can't, um, if, if you want more guidance in this. And the next one, since I can't clearly tell you right now, will be on that page that is in the bar on the top of the plansimple.com homepage. Okay. That's how you will get there. So I hope this works. If you want more support, I hope you go check out Flow 30. And I'm just super excited to see how this process can really serve you. I think I have one more question that came up a lot in the workshops that I'm just going to mention quickly. And that is this. What if things are just taking me like way too long? And so one of the things that took me years to learn, and so I'm just going to pass on this thought to you, and you can play with it over the next couple of weeks, is that I can decide to write a blog post or an email. And that task could take me six hours if I let it, or I could decide that I'm going to do it in an hour. And what I found is that the end difference isn't like the end product isn't that different, but my energy in it is a lot different. So when I'm planning and deciding how long these things are going to take in my day, I'm really deciding that I'm willing to show up and see how I can finish it in the time allotted. And so very often what I'm writing down when I say like, I'm going to do this for an hour, isn't um, I'm going to write my blog post for an hour. I put in the thing, publish a blog post. So it's clear that I'm like writing it and then like it's actually being published by the end of it. Because otherwise I find everything just gets stuck in there. So a lot of times I'll put in eat dinner and it takes an hour and 15 minutes. Well, it's not necessarily because we're sitting at the table for an hour and 15 minutes, but I'm assuming it's going to take me like 45 minutes to, you know, cook or 30 minutes to cook. And then the rest of the time we'll be sitting at the table. Does that make sense? So I'm always focused on the end and how long that will take. And then I learn as I go. <coughs> Sorry, I had to cough and that's not going to be edited out because that is the nature of right now. But this is the last thing, the last thought I'm going to leave you with. So we started all of this off with how do I want to feel and three things that were going to make me feel that way. And the way we're thinking about, the reason we're putting those things first, and we always should, but right now I feel like self-care is so important and really easy for us all to redefine. Because right now, self-care is not about getting our nails done. It's not about getting our hair done because we can't do any of those things. We can't get a massage. We can't do any of the things that sometimes when we hear the word self-care, we're like, uh, that's like extra. Like, I can't do that. I can't afford that. I don't have time for that. But that's not what self-care has really ever been. Those things are all awesome and nice and amazing. Like, they're great. But that's not what true self-care is. True self-care is what you need right now to take care of yourself. And that always looks a little bit different, but it's deeply nourishing. And, you know, and, and it's just, it makes you feel whole, whatever, whether it's a shower, whether it's, you know, a walk around the block, whether it's getting takeout instead of cooking one day, like whatever it is that really nourishes you. 
And so what I want to say is that one of the ways that we really take away self-care is that we judge ourselves. We judge ourselves for all the things that we're not doing. And so if you do none of this, the thing that I really want you to take is please, please, please don't judge yourself for the way time is unfolding right now. Time is unique right now. You should never judge yourself for the way you're spending time, but really focus on like, if you feel frustration around time, just focus on taking those deep breaths on doing whatever you can to care for your nervous system so that you're not stripping away your self-care by judging yourself because that's what judging it, judging yourself or, or being annoyed at yourself or whatever is not a form of self-care. Being okay with how it is, is the most beautiful act of self-care. So I just want to leave you with that so that you don't take this whole method and then make yourself feel bad because it takes a minute to practice. It definitely is a practice. This is not, you know, something that might, maybe it'll change your week. I hope it does change your week, but it definitely know that it's a practice and you might come up with some little hiccups in the midst of it and that that is okay. I became a master planner who couldn't ever do any of the things on her plan until I really had the systems that helped me actually follow through with the things that I had decided I wanted to do. But for some reason, like when they got a little bit hard, I was like, no, this is not what it's supposed to be. And I went running and I, I couldn't follow my own plan. So that's where this really does take practice. All right. I can't wait to, to hear about how this affects your weeks. Um, I don't want anyone listening to feel burned out through all this. I really do believe that this moment, this time that we're home with our families is a time where we have so much opportunity to just become the best versions of ourselves. And as we're doing this now, there's nothing that we can't carry into the world when it goes back to normal. And I'm just seeing so many instances of that in my community, with my kids, even with my husband. Like, It's just we're all growing and stretching right now, and that doesn't mean that it's always easy, but if we can really use it as a learning opportunity, I think it will serve us uh, for years to come, for decades to come. All right, that's what I got. I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.